<laughs> All right, we're going to read from Psalm 100 if you have your Bibles. A psalm for giving thanks and an appropriate one for the season. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's say our scripture declaration together. Lord, we honor your word to us. May your truth become our heart's pursuit and our life's practice. Heavenly Father, as Pastor Randy comes forward to present the word that you intend for us to hear, open our ears and our hearts to hear from you today. Amen. Thanks as always, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Eric, each and every week. And can we just hear it for our worship team? What a great job, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Wonderful, wonderful job. All right. Well, uh, a couple of things before uh, I do this. Who's got my gift cards? I, it, okay, Roseanne, all right. I, it could have been a couple of you different ladies. Um, I don't want there to be any friction between you and Kirthi, Roseanne, y'all two right there sitting there together. I don't want to see y'all fighting in the middle of the service or anything like that over gift cards. But yes, Roseanne, can you wave at everybody? If you were here for the first time, you can go by and grab one of those gift cards from Miss Roseanne for us simply saying, thanks for being here and being a part of today's service and uh, worshiping with us here at EHC. And by the way, you got a raise. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were giving out $5 gift cards. They don't sell those anymore, uh, just like they're talking about not making pennies anymore. Uh, so yeah, go by and see Miss uh, Roseanne. She's got those. Kids, y'all can go ahead and be dismissed to go to the back. Miss Kenya's going to be teaching you, and uh, we're excited about you, what you're doing for Christmas upcoming. We're looking forward to that. And uh, I just want to say to all of you, thank you so much for being a part of today's worship service. Looking forward to celebrating the holidays with you guys. Now, I am going to get to sharing with you some updates on uh, Brother John Atkinson, uh, who uh, Eric had just mentioned a few moments ago. Uh, really looking forward to sharing that information with you. I've got pictures and the whole thing, and uh, so I'm going to be sharing that. But before we go any further, um, I, I know that he's actually not here this morning. Uh, he's with his daughter Kyra at a swim tournament, I do believe, but... Uh, Peter Robinson did such a wonderful job last week. I was just blessed to be as a part of the church and listening. That's not something I don't, uh, I don't get to do that very often. A lot of the time, if somebody's filling in for me here in the pulpit, it's because I'm gone or out of town or something like that. But man, what an incredible blessing. Can we hear it for Peter? Didn't he do a wonderful job last week? Such a great job. And uh, Peter, if you're watching later or listening later, God bless you. Awesome job. Can't wait for you to be speaking again, and you already know it's, it's coming. All right, so very good. Now, if you do have your Bibles uh, and you did have your Bible app or whatever, we're going to be kind of referring back to Psalm chapter 100 in just a few minutes. You can keep that there. But we're beginning Living Thanksgiving if November lasted all year long. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm going to be sharing from uh, this kind of topic over the next three weeks. So I encourage you to be here 
This is life-changing stuff. I know that it doesn't really feel like something as simple as thankfulness and gratitude, which are kind of interchangeable, by the way. But thankfulness and gratitude is something that can literally change your life if it actually becomes something that's not just something that you do here and there, but it's something that is who you are and it flows from you normally and naturally and consistently. It is something that can change your whole world. Now, before I go any further, I want you guys to listen to me real quickly. Do you know that it all begins here in almost everything that you're dealing with. It almost all begins here. And so if you're listening to the podcast later on, I'm pointing to my head. It all begins here. And no matter what you're dealing with in your world, there was one person who once said it this way, that we can make a heaven out of hell and a hell out of heaven with the mindset that we have. And that is true for so many of us. The truth is, is we have so much to be grateful for and so many things that we can praise the Lord for, but it all begins here. It begins with our mindset being right to receive the good things that God has given and to give him thanks for the things that he has done in our world and in our life. And so, As we talk about this these next couple of weeks, I want you to understand the whole point of if November lasted all year long is not that I want, although I ain't gonna lie, I could handle having an extra hour in the weekend every single week, and can I get an amen on that? That would be okay. But I'm just saying if the mindset of November where we slow down enough to actually think about the blessings that we have, that honestly, it's not like, hey, we got a new blessing. Most of the time, it is, hey, We've always had this blessing, but let me slow down enough. Let me become mindful enough to actually give praise for what I have had all of this time, but I just haven't been paying attention. You guys understand what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? Right? That's what it is. And so we're talking about November lasting all year long in that mindset that we have. All right. All right. I hope you guys are sitting down. Actually, yes, all of you are sitting down. Here comes whole lot of cuteness your way. I feel pretty proud of myself for not being that guy who spams you pictures of his grandson. I've held back. I mean, so today, 45 pictures are coming. No, I'm kidding. It's not going to be quite that bad. But we just had Halloween, and I want you guys to see, I mean, oh my goodness. Now, if your grandson looked that cute, and you were in charge of the, like the the, the, the presentation, you'd probably be tempted every single week, right? Y'all keep praying for me because I've been able to control it. But this is my grandson, Ben, with my daughter, Taryn. Um, just a sweet, sweet kid. He's great. He's wonderful and uh, puts tons of joy in our hearts. I am a little jealous because I used to be number one in Shelly's book. <laughs> Moment of silence. Uh, all right. But let me just share with you real quickly. This guy is changing and growing and so he was born in April. I'm not going to do the math, but he is getting in there uh, as far as changing and doing new things. And up to this point, every single pound that that boy has on his body has been provided by my, my wonderful daughter. She's responsible for feeding him all of this time, but he's transitioning. And this is what happened to him. They gave him sweet potatoes for the first time. That was his first real food. And I was like, sweet potatoes? Why sweet potatoes? Because I'm not going to lie, up until about 10 years ago, that's how I felt about sweet potatoes as well. I mean, that's just kind of me, you know. But they gave him something to eat for the very first time. They tried sweet potatoes and they texted and they were like, well, 
uh, Ben didn't seem to love the sweet potatoes too much. And then look at this. Now, fortunately for you, I speak baby. So I can tell you what he's saying right now without saying a word. He's like, how dare you? How could you? I thought you loved me. You know, that's what he's saying right there. He's looking at them like, I have been betrayed. I mean, everything that I thought I knew, I thought you were in my corner. I thought you loved me. I thought you wanted good things for me, but instead you fed me sweet potatoes. And this is the look on my face. All right. Now, how does this fit? Is this just Pastor Randy trying to be funny? Maybe a little bit. But this look is definitely one of betrayal and surprise and shock, right? So I think sometimes if we were to put something out there that kind of actually shows our mindset, this is often how we look at the Lord when things don't go the way they're supposed to go. We're like, Lord, I thought you loved me. I thought you wanted me to have good things in my life, you know? And the truth of the matter is, is that for all of us, we're going to have times where it doesn't play out like we want it to. So the difficulty for us is not finding a perfect life. It's finding the strength to have faith even in the midst of things not going the way that we expected, hoped, or wanted. Now, there is one to remember that I'm going to be sharing over the next couple of weeks. And that one to remember, that slide that I'm sharing with you, is very illuminating. It shows a lot. And I just want to talk about the one to remember. And that is right here. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. From 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Now I want you to look at this passage of scripture real quick. Give thanks in the circumstances when they're working out just like you'd hoped. Is that what it says? <laughs> Not at all. It's saying in all circumstances. And the truth of the matter is, is that for many of us, we have had that mindset that if things were better, then I'd be more thankful. And I'm here to tell you that that is probably not true. The truth of the matter is not that we need more to be thankful. We just simply need to be more thankful because we have so much in our lives, so much that we can be grateful for that God has already given. We don't need God to give us another thing for us to be considered lucky in our lives. And so he has said in his word that his will for us is not to go through life saying, when things get good, I'll give God thanks. He says, I want you as believers, as people who love and follow me to understand that if it's not good right now, then it will be good eventually. You will get there and you will have the opportunity to praise me every single moment in between the now and when it gets good. And so for us, we need to be giving thanks in all circumstances because that is God's will for each and every one of us. Now, here's what I want to do, and this is a little out of the norm, and I'm going to have my, 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 uh, my wonderful folks back there in the sound booth get ready. And I actually listened to something that I came across. It was a podcast called Hidden Brain. And I understand that for most of us and most of me, uh, I'm not really a guy who listens to this podcast, but as it automatically downloaded for me, this is something that caught my eye. The title is called The Enemies of Gratitude. It came through on October 24th, and I knew I was going to be speaking about this. It's an interview between the gentleman on the left 
and Thomas Gliv, uh, Glivovich is, I believe, how you pronounce the name here. But he is a guy from Cornell University who's done a lot of studies on the things that thank, uh, thankfulness and gratitude can change about a person's life. So we're going to just play a couple of minutes of this, but I want you to listen to it and then give yourself an opportunity to hear what is actually being said and really consider your mindset and my mindset of being grateful for what is already in our lives. So can we play this here? This is Hidden Brain. I'm Shankar Vedantam. If you make at least $30,000 a year, congratulations. Your income is 10 times the global median and in the top 5% of incomes worldwide. If you are older than 35, congratulations. For much of human history, many people died before they were 30. If you have a job and stable income, live in a democratic country, and have a college degree, you are in a rarefied group in the history of humankind. If you enjoy good health, good friends, nice vacations, you really ought to get down on your knees and thank Providence. So, are you on your knees yet? Why is it, even when our lives are objectively better than the lives of most people who ever lived, we are all prone to seeing the clouds, not the silver lining. This is true not just when it comes to global and historical statistics, but in our daily lives. We notice small delays at the airport, but ignore the miracle that we can literally fly across the world. We take our health for granted and only notice the gifts of our limbs and our senses when they are taken away from us. We zero in on annoyances in personal relationships and rarely pause to acknowledge what is wonderful about our friends, families, and co-workers. Our ungratitude for our good fortune. Okay, so that is pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys heard that first thing that he said, but if you are making just $30,000 a year, then you are already in the top 5% of earners in the entire world. And that's hard for us to believe, right? And so as you look through all of these different things, whether it be our health or our education or our opportunities or the money that we have, all of these different things all have to do with the way that we feel about our life and whether or not it's something that we should be grateful for. And the truth is that we should always be grateful. Now, gratitude, they study it and they go through and they talk about some of the benefits of it. And I want to just talk about those really quickly as we talk about this idea of gratitude and thanksgiving, kind of both of them interchangeable. That They say that that means your relationships will be better if you're a person who's very grateful. And just notice there's a little star there. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But that you are more likely to be generous if you are a person who has gratitude in a consistent way in your life. It says that you will sleep better, and we all know how much that plays on all of the things that are going on in our life, and that your body itself will be healthier. But I want to just kind of slow down and point something out here. Your relationships will be better if there is one thing, and that is on our next slide, you'll see here, that it is that your relationship will be better if it is actually expressed 
rather than just simply felt. And so as you think about that for just a moment, it is important for you and I not to just simply feel that gratitude, but also to express that gratitude. That is when things begin to change for you and I. Now, real quickly, I know this is important. This is important because for many of us, we feel gratitude but we don't know exactly how to express it. And we may even say, well, because of me not necessarily sharing how grateful I am to these people very often, I wanna make sure that I get all the things that I need to say right. Now, let me just say this. If you don't put it all on one opportunity, but instead you consistently are grateful in expressing that, then it is a blessing that you don't have to get it right every single time. You don't have to say every word that you want to say because you're never gonna get another opportunity. Instead, you look at it and just say, this is gonna become a mindset for me that I say, I appreciate you, that I love you, that I'm proud of you, on and on and on down the line. And parents, if you wanna reach your kids, you express that gratitude and thanksgiving for them. You express your gratitude and thanksgiving to your boss. Yes, I know, I know. That's not necessarily easy to do, but doing that will change that relationship as well. Do that with your spouse and watch how it begins to change things as you become a person who expresses gratitude rather than a person who merely feels it. And you don't have to get it perfect because the truth is Maya Angelou said something that is really, really good. And she simply said something that you've heard before and we've heard before, something that we understand. And basically it is this, people are gonna forget what you say and they'll forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. The truth is, is that when you go and express that appreciation, that love and that gratitude for what people do for you and the things that they provide for you and have done, then it will make a difference and a big impact. It is so important. Now, here is something to learn. Let's go to our next slide here. God's word rarely, if ever, tells us how to feel. It tells us how to respond and how to act. And that is because we cannot control the way we feel. And it is not even a sin to feel a certain way, but it is only sinful to dwell on that and then choose the wrong way to act according to that. So real quickly, if I can have your attention, how many of you guys have heard that, that passage of scripture that's famous from Ephesians that says, in your anger, do not sin. How many of you guys have ever heard that before? So what does that mean? That means feeling anger does not make it a sin. So God's word even there doesn't tell you how to feel, but it tells you how to respond to that feeling, or it tells you to just act in a different way that you ought to be acting. And so it's important to grasp this, that God's word is not telling us to feel certain ways, but it is telling us that we are required to act in certain ways. And so that is very important and very significant. Now, I wanna just do this very quickly. Okay, I know you guys hate this kind of stuff, but let me just get you ready here. Everybody kind of warm up your arm. You don't have to put it real high, but everybody give me this real, real quickly, if you would. Just put your hand up at least this high, okay? Now, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read the passage of scripture condensed down from Psalm chapter 100 that Eric read a moment ago. And when you hear something that has to do with a feeling rather than an action, I want you to put your hand down. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? If it's an action, leave it up. If it's a feeling, go ahead and drop it. Here we go. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. 
Everybody's hand should still be up because that is not a feeling. That is a action. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Everybody's hand is still up. Give thanks to the Lord and bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So if your hand is still up, as it all should be, then you're saying that is what God has commanded for me to do. Not feel, but to what? Do. So I am sharing with you as he, you go ahead and put your hands down. All right, very good. One of y'all was gonna be like, yes, I got my hand up still. And I'm just, you know, vain enough to go. They're still feeling it and I'm here, you know, I'm glad. The truth of the matter is, is ultimately how we choose to act affects our feelings Rarely does it happen the other way around. I'm going to say more about that in just a moment. But here's what I'm saying. When God tells us that we should be grateful in all circumstances, when God says that we are to do these things, that we make a joyful noise, that we enter his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, that is not something that you feel. And for most of us, we have gotten it twisted around. Just like we think love is a feeling, we think that gratitude is a feeling. But it is not. It is a decision that you make to be grateful. And it doesn't always sound great, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, like if you're going through something terrible, I don't think that God wants you to go, man, this is fantastic. Remember the time of my life with this horrible thing that I'm dealing with. I don't think that's what God is saying. But here's what I believe he is trying to convince us. In the midst of these difficult things, we can say, we don't love it all, but we still love the Lord. We don't know how it's going to end, but we trust that God is working all things together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose, you see? And so you don't need to be fake. You don't need to be pretend. You don't need to be people who are inauthentic. But what you do need to do is find a way to say, you know what? I know that God is still God and I am not the problem for most of us is we want to take that role and say that we know what is best. Now, let's do a little self-evaluation. How many of you thought you knew what was best and it didn't turn out that way and then later you were thanking God that he didn't let you go down that road? Have you had that at least one time in your life and that's happened? You're like, Lord, thank you. I was begging you. I was mad at you, Lord, for not answering that prayer, but thank God Thank you, Lord. You did not answer that prayer the way that I knew that you should have. It's almost like you knew what you were doing all along. So it's important for us to just simply say, not because everything's perfect or going the way that we want, but instead to understand that ultimately it is about the Lord and not about us. And it is a decision to praise him. Real quickly, here's our big idea. Our big idea is this. Make gratitude a gift that you give to God to others, and to yourself. Now, you guys have already heard all of the different benefits that are there for you if you will make gratitude a part of your life. Every single one of us could use more help in every one of those areas. So here is the thing. You can be grateful and you make that a gift to God that we talked about from Psalm chapter 100. We can do that as a gift to others and, and connect with them in that way, but also you are giving yourself the gift of gratitude. If you will do that, your life begins to change in small ways, eventually becoming something that changes in a dramatic way. 
So on the count of three, would you guys say this big idea with me? Ready? One, two, three. Make gratitude a gift you give to God, to others, and to, say, myself, right? I'm going to give it to myself. You're going to give it to yourself as well. All right, let's keep moving as we talk about this. This is why this is so important. Everybody see what's there in the middle? What's there in the middle? What is that? It's a compass. And true north always points towards something. It's always pointing in that direction. Here's what we know. True north that is pointing towards thanksgiving and gratitude is the polar opposite of feeling resentful and entitled. Now, here's what I want to share with you. If you will decide that you are going towards thanksgiving and gratitude, then you will leave behind resentment and entitlement. But if those are in, if they're in your life to any large degree, here's what I would say. It is probable that you are not feeling grateful or thankful for the things that are in your life because they don't exist together. Just like light and dark, you know, they're just polar opposites. They go in totally different directions. And so you and I have a decision that we make almost every day, in every moment of every day, that we choose to be grateful, not because things are perfect, but because we have so much to be grateful for. And in the process, we leave behind these things that we do not want to be characteristic of our life. I don't know about you, but I never in my life said to myself, man, as I get older, I sure hope I'm gonna be resentful and bitter and angry all the time. I just can't wait for that. I can't wait to be the get off my lawn guy. No, I didn't ever say that. I never did. Why? Because I want to be the guy who is rolling with the punches and changing with the world and not giving up on life, not being angry because things are difficult or different than what I used to experience. I wanna be grateful and I wanna be thankful. And so all of that stuff is there, but I cannot have one and the other, it's going to be a choice that I make each and every day, and it will be the same for you. Now, how many of you guys know what's happening this coming Tuesday? You guys know what's happening this coming Tuesday? This, my teachers are like, I know what's happening this coming Tuesday. Everybody in this church is going out and voting. Yeah, all right, well, you can ask your teachers that are here as a part of this if you'd like to get their opinions, right? I don't do the politics thing. I talk about politics from both sides. I make all of you mad. That's what I do. Here's what's going on. We're having election day. Here's a funny thing. They ask Republicans if the electoral college benefits them or Democrats more. And guess what the Republicans said? It benefits the Democrats more than it does us. And then they asked the Democrats and they said, does the electoral college benefit Democrats or Republicans more? And guess what they said? It benefits the Republicans more than it benefits us. Isn't that interesting? Neither one of them feel like they're getting the right fair shake, that they're the one who is getting the even situation. They both think the other side has it better than they have it. Y'all see where I'm going with this? For most of us, we don't look at you and me as equals. I'm not talking about any of those other things, but I know all the things that, are dealing, that I'm dealing with. And I know a little bit about what you're dealing with. So guess which one I tend to value higher? It's me, because I know every single thing that's going on. 
right? And all the ways that it hurts me or affects me or whatever it might be. And so this, we could go down the list. Did you know? <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. Are any of y'all middle children in here? Any, any of y'all middle children in here? I want you to know you're loved. I just want y'all to know that you're loved. You're not forgotten, okay? So here's the deal. The truth is, is that every single sibling has been asked, do you get the most attention or does somebody else in the family get more attention than you do? You know what? 100% of the people that they asked said it was somebody else in their family that got more attention than they did. How many of you know that's not possible? It's not possible. It's impossible for everybody to be less than the others because someone is getting more attention. So the truth is, is that we don't understand what it is like to walk into somebody else's shoes. Have you all ever heard that statement? Let's go to our next slide here. Here's what I want you to know. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will lie to you. When they were asked to rank their driving skills, 93% of Americans said they were better than average. How many of you know that's an impossibility, right? (laughs) There's some people that are way wrong. And most of them live here in Houston. Can I get an amen, right? Okay, so here's the deal. Better than average. I don't want any of y'all telling me, Brandy, it's actually 51.1% or 50.1%. I don't want you to, all right, just go with me here. 49% are definitely not above average. We know this, right? So here's what we know. You think more highly of yourself. I think more highly of myself than I do. And that means I think about the things that I'm not getting that I deserve more than I ever should. And we never seem to compare ourselves to those who have it worse than we do. Because then we have to look within and make changes and say, you know what? I actually already have a lot to be thankful for. I want you to keep going with me. Your feelings will lie to you. Here's another thing that It's also found that 90% of college professors thought they were above average teachers. How many of you know that's not true? If you went to college, you know that is not true. And here's, this is even the best one. This, This is the best one. Let's go to our next slide. The most striking findings out of 800,000 high school students, only 1% thought that their social skills were below average. That is a impossibility. 1% said, "Ah, you know what, I probably am not above average, but the other 99% said they were. Okay? So your feelings will lie to you. It is a decision that you and I make to be grateful because it is not how we feel, it is about how we choose to live our lives. And this is so important. The way that you choose to live your life is your gift back to God, to others, and to yourself. If you don't make those choices, all of those will begin to suffer. So let's keep moving here. And I I just want to just mention, people who win the war with their own mind, within their own mind, have learned how to direct their feelings and not allow their feelings to direct them. I'm going to say that one more time. People who win the war within their own mind have learned how to direct their feelings and not allow their feelings to direct them. This is so important and so vital. If you are a person who tends towards the negative, if that is you, here's what I would recommend. 
I'm gonna talk more about this later and I'm gonna give you some resources that I think would be helpful. But let me just remind you that all you need <laughs> to be more grateful, probably, you don't even need this, but you could find a way to be grateful by just simply slowing down, getting a piece of paper and a pen and writing down something that you are grateful for. Something that's different than the day before. So you got four or five things at very least that you just say, you know what? I'm grateful for this in my life. I'm grateful for this in my life. And you write those things down and get yourself to a place where you say, even if I don't have anything else to be grateful for, I'm at very least able to be grateful for this one thing. All right, so very quickly, this is important. I'm gonna skip to just the many pairs of shoes. (laughs) This is so interesting You guys have all heard that saying that I shared just a few moments ago, where it used to be said, I think it was a a Native American proverb that said, um, do not ever judge another person until you have walked a mile in their moccasins, I think is the way that they used to say it, right? And so you look at those shoes, all right, go ahead, everybody get me just a second here. I already know that I'm not getting the bottom right. I mean, I would not ever inflict people looking at my feet in the middle of, you know, public places or whatever, but just choose another pair of shoes, okay? And just ask yourself if you walked in those shoes for just a moment or even just a day or a two or maybe a week, if they would think that your shoes would be better than theirs or if you would think that theirs would be better than yours, Because the truth of the matter is, is that for most of us, we don't ask, do I have something to be grateful for? We ask, who has something more than I have? And that's a big difference. Can I say it one more time? I want you to think about this with me. We don't ask, what do I have to be grateful for? We use the comparison model, which constantly changes. I'm gonna talk more about this next week. But ultimately, if you're asking not, do I have something to be grateful for? But if you're asking, does somebody else have more than I do? Then you will always find at least one person who does. And it is a way for you and I to lose the joy of all that God has done in our lives and through our lives and for us. And all of that stuff goes away because you found somebody else that you actually think you know what's going on in their life. And you've made a judgment that your life isn't quite as good as theirs somehow. And so we cease to be grateful, not because we don't have anything to be grateful for, but because somebody else, we think, we say, we believe, someone else has it better than me. Now, let me ask you this question. How many of you know, as you got a little older, you've got a little bit more wisdom in your life, that those things that you think other people are dealing with, not the same as we thought. How many of y'all have had that experience where you've talked to somebody and you're like, what? I thought I knew your life and yet it is so dramatically different than I actually thought. So it's so important for us to make the decision when we walk in somebody else's shoes, we begin to see their life in a much more accurate way. So very quickly, I wanna share some great news, some great news. Uh, I have a couple of pictures here and uh, now I'm gonna be sharing a little bit about John who's had a pretty rough go, right? I mean, he's had a, a pretty rough six or eight months so this was John 
um, and I, and Mindy's taking the picture. Um, but this is us on Friday morning. And so I don't know, I, I've got so much to share and I will share more later. But I will just tell you that he did undergo his surgery on Friday. And if you didn't know, you probably have seen John. He had a tumor that was right here on his pec muscle. This is your pec muscle right here, kind of uh, your chest area. And the tumor was a sarcoma um, that was right here. And for weeks and weeks, he was told that there's not a doctor that's going to tackle that thing because it is too big. It's in too dangerous a place. And I don't know of anybody that I'm personally aware of as a doctor who will tackle that job. And so his, his, his mindset just was going tank, you know, just being tanked, you know, and going down and down and down. Finally, somebody said, no, 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 I, I think I can do this. I think I can handle this. And so John underwent the surgery on Friday. It started at about 11 o'clock in the morning. They said it was about an eight-hour surgery initially, they kept whittling it down, but before he even went under that knife, he was told, John, get out there and get to walk in because you are so weak right now. We don't know if you'll go on the table and be able to come off because of all that you have lost in the chemo and radiation and all that stuff. Well, let me just say this real quickly, all right? Do you guys remember a couple weeks back and John was here, he happened to be here on his birthday and we just kind of celebrated him for just a moment. If you saw him that day, he looked dramatically different than he had like three weeks earlier. The ladies came over, <clears throat> all right, the ladies came over and I kind of rated the food that they brought. All right, judge me if you will, but that's fine. They came over to our house and I was going to go and actually meet John because that was his birthday. And so I walked downstairs, I was just gonna say goodbye and then Roseanne said, come on in here, have some of this wonderful dip. And I was like, okay, I will. Just for Roseanne only. It was just for her, not for me, you know? So I went in there and every one of the ladies that was there that night said, didn't John look so much better? I was like, yeah, man, he looks so much better. He's like full of life. So here's the other part and how this fits perfectly in what we're talking about. Two weeks before, he was so frustrated because he was supposed to get that thing off of him, which he's wanted to do for a good while. But he was weak and his sodium was low and he got his surgery postponed, which he was so frustrated about. And if you've ever had that happen to you, it's real hard to see positive things when that happens. It's a delay and we know all of us just love delays, right? So he got delayed, but his strength came back strong, like three weeks worth of getting back on his feet he did amazing. They got the tumor out on Friday. And I want to show the next picture here. This is John with his chest back to normal here. This is John yesterday walking laps around. I mean, he is back on his feet. What an incredible praise item. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. I mean, isn't that awesome? And uh, he's just, he's doing great. He's doing really, really well. And I'm praising the Lord for that. I've got more to say. I'll, I'll share over the next couple of weeks. But John, we know you're probably watching. We love you, buddy. Congratulations. I know you're so excited to have that taken care of and that part of your life kind of behind you. The doctor came in and declared him to be cancer-free yesterday. Wow. 
God is good and God is powerful and God is at work. It is an incredible thing. And um, yeah, I, I, we'll talk more about it. There's more to come, but I'll just stop going too far down that road. But when John can be here, we'll go a little further. Let's go to our next slide here and let's talk about this. Let's go back. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. All of these things that we've just read. Notice, notice this. The Psalm 100 up there at the top, this is in the scriptures. This is a song. Many of the Psalms are just that, they're songs. And what does this one say it's for? It's a Psalm for giving thanks. You and I are supposed to have a song in our heart that thanks the Lord for all that he has done. And he says, and by the way, if you don't have the words, let me give them to you. Here's a Psalm when you want to give thanks. And so no matter what you're facing, the words don't even have to be yours, but crank up that Christian radio, listen to the words and sing them from your heart. Miss every third one. The Lord will still know that it's coming from here. It doesn't matter. It is an attitude of the heart. That attitude of gratitude will begin to change your life and it will change my life as well. All right. So we're running short on time. Here's how you apply these things that I've shared with you. Here's your I apply by. Here we go. You got to talk back to yourself. <laughs> when you're getting that mindset, when something is telling you to go in a different direction, I'm here to tell you, you got to talk back to yourself. Because the truth is, is that sometimes when you say to yourself, I'm all alone and nobody cares about me, and that's how you begin to think, that's when you should rise up and go, you know what, that's not true. That's how I feel right now, but that is actually not true, right? Amen? So when your mind is taking you down a path, this will never get better. This is always how it's always gonna be. It's always been this way and it will never change. That's not actually true, is it? That is not actually true because God is still at work. And I mean, for goodness sakes, there's a tumor sitting somewhere at MD Anderson that we thought was not going to ever come out and not ever gonna be changed, but it's different today because God answers prayer. So it's not actually true. It's just true right now and mainly in my feelings first, not in the reality, right? I'm always gonna be this way. I've never been good at this and I'll never be good at this. I'm never gonna have these good things in my life. That's not actually true. That's not actually true. It's how you feel right now. So you gotta start talking back to yourself when your mind is trying to go down that dark road and that dark path and that downward spiral, the only person that knows exactly what's in your heart and mind is you and the Lord. And he has already said that we are more than conquerors and that we can give thanks in all circumstances, not just the easy ones to give thanks in. And so it's important that we start talking back to ourselves and pushing back. Now, I said I was gonna give you some resources. Here's what I wanna share with you. We go to this next slide. And if you look at this next slide, you'll see this is from the U version. I love this U version. I've actually shifted over. And so we're not doing the NIV anymore. I love the NIV still, but the U version is the one that I'm using on my app because it has all of these other resources that help you to understand the scriptures even better. And if you're a person who tends to be kind of more towards that negative side, here's what it has. It has free reading plans and devotionals, choosing gratitude, 
uh, I think that's a 10-day. And then it says, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks. And, and by the way, if you're going to do the Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, I would not let your spouse see that. Can I get an amen? I mean, they don't know to, need to know everything, right? They don't. So you've got all these different ones. Brandon Lake from Elevation Church, um, Gratitude Devotional, The Power of Thanksgiving, Grace and Gratitude to Live Fully in His Grace, a seven-day program. Just little pieces. There's one by Carrie Job over there. And all of this is all on your, on your Bible app that you can listen to and read and kind of grasp the things that God is trying to share with you. So I encourage you, download that app. Look at these. If you're a person who needs to kind of get that extra jolt, that extra little reminder that you have things to be grateful for already existing in your life. They're right there and it's all for free. And I would encourage you, if you're struggling with that, go there, go there. So the second thing that I would share with you is this in your I apply by the second step. If you see it, (laughs) then you need to say it. That's if it's positive. In other words, that whole concept, I think I screwed that up on the, the writing there. Pardon me. If you see it, if you see it, <laughs> say it. But that's only if it's positive. In other words, it said that the way that gratitude would begin to change your life and change your relationships is if you begin to not just feel it, but also express it, right? So here's what I would say. If you see it, say it if it's positive. In other words, when you look at somebody and you go, wow, they just did a really nice thing there. Then you say, hey, I noticed that you just did a really nice thing there. Thank you. That was great. Now, I'm going to tell you all, my daughter Tatum is this guy. Like she is this person right here. It's almost embarrassing because it's like clockwork. We go in and we sit down at a restaurant and she's going to say to the waiter or waitress, I like your shirt or I love your hair or, oh, you're so pretty or whatever. Like if she sees it, she's going to say it. That's just who she is. And she has ceased to worry about her and she has begun to change people's lives because if she sees it, she says it. And it's always positive. I love that girl. I wish I were more like that girl because I find myself seeing it, but then not always saying it. Now, again, I say, if you're trying to reach some people that are important in your life, whoever that may be, spouses, kids, whatever that might look like, here's what I know. If you see it, say it if it's positive and you will begin to build a bridge because you know what? We are gravitating constantly towards those who make us feel valued. So value those things in your life. Be grateful for them. And if you see it, say it. And watch how it begins to change relationships and begins to change you in the process. It's so important. Let's check out this video as we close. Today I lift my eyes to the heavens and count my blessings. I think of all my needs that were met today. The clothes on my back. A place to lie down tonight. Nothing miraculous or earth-shattering. Just the small things that help keep me going day after day. Thank you, God. I have food on my table. Health to get me through the day. Good memories I've shared. All the beauty that makes life special. Thank you, God. I'm blessed by what I can see and touch. What I can feel in the moment. 
But Lord, you transcend feelings and moments. You sacrificed your life so that I could see beyond what's under my feet and over my head. Thank you, God. That kind of love keeps my heart free. During seasons where peace is hard to come by, even when I can't see or touch a blessing, I know I can close my eyes and say, thank you, God. I've, I've lost a lot this year. Things I worked hard for. Dreams I was sure were going to come true. People I never wanted to say goodbye to. I walked a hard path of trial. And pain and despair. But I never walked it alone. Even now, I can say thank you, God. Because no matter what is set before me. Dark valleys or green pastures. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when this life is over, I'll dwell with you in your house forever. So I just want to stop and tell you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.